Well, hi there. This is David Pomerantz, and you are listening to Half Hour Wasted, and I'm happy to be on it. I don't mean sell them to us. I mean sell them to other people. It could be a nice little business venture. You'd make a couple of extra bucks and get a lesson in free enterprise. Enterprise? You mean I could meet Captain Kirk and Scotty? <laughs> I'll have full power for you in an hour, Captain, but I need more dilithium crystals. Episode 176. Minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. And we're standing tall on the wings of your dreams. Turge kills me. Turge is always the best. It always so. makes me smile. That and bam, I'm biased, but that gives me a gives me a big kick. Man. I'm excited. Yeah, we got a big show. It's uh, big. arguably the biggest show of the year. But I feel kind of bad about it. Why is that? Why is, why, well, why? Once I read his resume, his resume. Like, oh my goodness. We are literally are wasting his time. <laughs> yeah, he's got a real resume. I mean, this is a this is a gentleman uh, who's represented by the William Morris Agency, which is one of the most powerful agencies on the planet Earth. So, Brad, who are we interviewing? Who are we going to get on the phone here in just a moment? That's a good question. David Pomeranz. Yeah. Come on. And what's he known for? <clears throat> he's saying. The, the theme, theme song, song to, to Perfect Strangers. Which we got to thank our listeners to, for pointing this out to us. It was Green Skeleton, and there's another individual. Green Skeleton 2. Let me see if I can find that thread real quick. We want to thank you guys for telling us who this was. I thought it was going to be a monumental effort to try to figure out who sang this. But apparently, you know what? I mentioned to someone it's, today. It's like you can look on the internet and find it out or something. Well, but I didn't think that it was like a well-known person. I oh, thought okay. it was like. Uh, so okay, I get that. I went to two people today. And I mentioned, hey, on our show, we're going to sing, we're going to interview David Pomerantz. 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 And one of the guys said, you mean the guy who sang um, um, Perfect Strength? He did not. Did right really? off the bat. Dude. And the other person was like, oh, yeah, that's that songwriter guy. He does a lot of TV themes. Who are you talking right to? Right off the bat. Well, one, Randy and Cookie? No, not Cookie. Um, my, uh, what episode was that we were talking about? When you I said think it was 71. No, that was the the old school, um, I think it was when we talked about Hulk, maybe? Let me see. Yeah, it was at 173, we were, we were talking about oh, okay. the Hulk. Green Skeleton 2, uh-huh. um, somebody named Tal, T-A-L, uh-huh. from Finland. Finland, Finland, Finland. That's a country where I'd quite like to be. Eating breakfast or dinner or snack lunch in the hall. Right. Finland has it all. So thanks, guys, for telling us that. You made you made the footwork easy. Uh, an email, two or three emails, boom, it's done. We got the interview. Yeah, he was apparently uh, uh, not resistant to this in any way. Not resistant. Which is kind of surprising. I mean, not, not because, you know, David, you know, is a tough guy to deal with or anything, uh, uh, anything but... Um, you just expect that people who have actual careers might have more to do than talk to <laughs> exactly. us. So that's where I'm coming from. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to find out if he actually knows what he's getting into. Yeah. What song was I just? There's no way. Was it we were just talking about? Just what song just came to my head? Um, what well, we were talking about, David? We were talking about uh, Perfect Strangers, Cherry Pie by Warrant. No, there was something. Good. Was somebody, <laughs> I hate guys that said song. something that made me think of something. Were you talking about green screen? Oh, Finland. Finland, Finland, Finland. Yes, I was going to look for that song. <laughs> you have the uh, contractual obligation album on the uh, hard drive there, buddy? <laughs> I do, actually. Sweet! Um, while I'm looking for that, mm-hmm. I will talk about our sponsor. Okay. Discount. Let me find the music. You know what? We're going to do the sponsorship with the Finland song. Very, very I nice. like that. Here we go. Stand by. 
All right. I like this. This is the original. Version. Is this the album version? Finland, Finland, yes. Finland. Discount comic book service. DCBService.com. You can get uh, up to 40% off of your monthly Marvel and DC books. And you can have them delivered to your door. Any door you choose, as long as it's a valid address. You can have them shipped monthly, uh, twice a month, or thrice a month. Didn't we decide that was... Because you got twice, What's four? Yeah. thrice, and then I think it was thrice. Oh, thrice. 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 Okay. I thought you were referring to the discount electronics purveyor. This month, you can get the new... Uh, you know, Namor the Submariner's got a new series. No oh, way! No, I didn't. Yeah, Namor the First Mutant Number One. You can get it for half off. It's a dollar ninety nine. Nice. I mean, he's a mutant. Has he always been a mutant? Uh, they, I think that was a retcon. It's that a they, retcon, but it's been around a while now. Yeah, it's, it's an old thing. retcon. Yeah, I did not know. No, he's, I did not know he's a mutant. Yeah, he's he's been widely referred to as the First Mutant. In fact, he's been uh, um, a pretty uh, pretty big player in the Uncanny X Men uh, the last year now, I guess, since they. Established Utopia, um, their uh, their island for mutants off the coast of California. Uh, the new uh, Green Lantern Emerald Warriors number one, nice, is uh, is also coming out. You can get it for seventy five percent off for ninety nine cents. What's so funny about that? I was laughing at okay. Michael Palin. That <laughs> uh, stars Kilowog and Guy Gardner, and I think if I. If I read correctly, they're on a secret mission for um, uh, Atrocitus, the Red Lantern. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I'm not obviously not sure exactly what it is, but hearing this song and would like to know more about Finland. DCBService.com. They are good to us and uh, to be good to them. Be good to them. Thank you. If you've not, if you've not ordered from dcbservice.com and you want to for your first time use the code HHW8 and you can get an extra 8% off of your order which means it's basically half off or better yeah yeah Rocket. if you order a lot of if you order a lot of um, Marvel and DC yeah it's pretty awesome yep so how about we dive right in we are so lucky to have on the phone right now David Pomerantz David? Who is David Pomeranz? Yeah, who is Dave Pom- Pomeranz? Uh, Dave, yeah, who you... is David Pomeranz? Yeah. I've, hey, I've got an idea. What's that, Let's ask David Pomeranz. Uh, Dave, who are you? Because <laughs> based on, on your well, resume, it doesn't look like you yeah. haven't done anything worth mentioning. Uh, did you read right. the whole resume? I skimmed it. Okay. <laughs> no, Dave, you have a pretty amazing career. Um, oh, thank you. Tell us a little bit about... I don't know your. I don't even know where well, to begin. Why, why, why is he on the show? Hang on, I need to interject. I okay. feel like we need to to um, give Mister. Should we call you David or Mister Pomeranz? Uh, Mister David would be. Mister no, David. 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 Mister David, David Pomeranz. David. David. Um, my my father calls me Davy, but David is best. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Frank and I started the show. And, of course, we called it Half Hour Wasted, and we kept it around 35, 40 minutes. Once our friend Bill joined us. Hi there. Uh, it went, it, that title went out the window, So, but we kept it for familiarity's sake. So um, we'll try to rein Bill in a lot. And um, I mean, well, there's actually a reason for that. And if this would be a good time to get into that, I'd be No, it's not. Not, not on his time. No. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I just, okay. Uh, now. Please. I love the, first of all, I love the title of your show. I well, think it's great. Thank you. Well, we that was look, Frank's really idea. Great, we will look forward fun. to 20 or 30 minutes with the very gracious Mr. Pomerantz. And, or uh, six and, if you get tired of us. <laughs> and, and then I'll filibuster for another uh, 45 minutes or so after the fact. <laughs> now, I, I, okay. I, I guess, David, uh, David, what really brings you on is, the is and I know you've done a lot more than this, but the, the mm-hmm. a Perfect Strangers theme. Yeah. Can we just start with that? Because that is, we love that theme. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Can you hear that, David? I hear it. <laughs> I got to tell you, this song gives me goosebumps, and I am not lying. It's just odd where you find uh, you find little pleasures in life. Nothing to rearrange. <laughs> I can't tell you. I I listen to this song every other day. I am not kidding. I don't. <laughs> first off, this song, this sitcom, was my absolute favorite show when I was 
when it was on TV when I was a child. I'm 41 today, as a matter of fact. Happy today birthday. is my birthday. Hey, oh, happy birthday. So this is quite yeah. this is quite a birthday treat. Here's um, the here's the song part I like. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. Mm-hmm. Now you, rise and fall on the and on the wings of my dreams. Yeah, this song I can't tell you. This is a pleasure. Now, I'm just I'm beside myself right now. Now, oh, David. I guess what we need to know is we know you performed it, but did you write it, too? No, I didn't write it, I, and, and I love it just like you do. I mean, it was written by two guys in L.A. called uh, Bennett Salve and Jesse Frederick. Okay. And they, back in those days, I guess the late 80s and 90s, they wrote a lot of themes for Lorimar, which was, that was who produced Perfect Strangers. And so, you know, they, I think they did, um, you know, I never watched a lot of those things. I think mean, Full House and, you know, those kind of oh, yeah. little bouncy, bouncy, lovely things. But... Uh, they're really good writers, and I love that song. And I and I was I was so excited to record it. And then we recorded several versions of it over the years. And every time I'd go in, I'd go, "Oh, I love that song." <laughs> and I'd sing it. You know, look forward to it. You know. Now, how did you get attached to that song? Did Did you seek it out? Uh, was it an, an agency brought it to you? I mean, how how do you uh, how do you get attached to something that stands the test of time I, like that? You know what? I now I do remember. It it was. Um, there's another great writer back in those, and still now, he's, he's still writing and, and writing well, is uh, Charlie Fox. Charlie Fox wrote Killing Me Softly. Oh, wow. And uh, um, Ready to Take a Chance Again for Manilow and things like that. Oh, my goodness. And, 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 and up, to the, up to those times, you know, those, um, when, when I was called to do Perfect Strangers and, and something for Charlie Fox, I was primarily just writing my own songs. I mean, that's all, that's all I've ever done. And sing them. And uh, Charlie asked me, would I sing a, a theme song for a, a, a TV show that he was planning? And the show didn't run. I think it was maybe a pilot, and it ran six episodes or something. And yes, it ha- the first season was, called... was six episodes. Well, no, not Perfect Strangers. Oh, this is oh. something else. My, this my is something apologies. else. And it was Charlie Fox, but it happened to be, to be for Lorimar. And they liked what I did, and they called me back for Perfect Strangers. That's how it happened. Oh, how cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lorimar, um, they uh, produced uh, The Waltons, Dallas, Perfect Strangers, yeah. Full House, just, you know. And so, you know, Lorimar is a big deal. I, my guess is that anybody who's, you know, somewhere around 40, you know, you know, somewhere in our peer group uh, probably mm-hmm. uh, recognizes that. I know uh, I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were they were a very happening company. And then they, you know, like most Modern companies, they get you know eaten by the bigger fish companies. You know? Yeah, I think Polygram ate them up, and I think Universal ate Polygram. And oh, man, I think the the cosmic Universal forces will be eating up Universal any day now. <laughs> um, D- David, so going back to I guess the recording session of it, I mean, did did you know what the show was going to be about, or did they just kind of come in and say, "Hey, we need for you to sing this"? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. what what was what was the production light of, of the song? They told me uh, what the show was about, but I hadn't met any of the actors or seen any footage or anything. I just, uh, you know, they just told me, and I heard the song, and I thought it was a great song. So that that's really the long and short of it. Okay. Now, you mentioned yeah. earlier you'd recorded it more than once. I know it, it kind of changed yeah. from season, like every other season or so. Can you that's give, us right. little, give us a little insight on that? Well, it got shorter. I mean, because I think, you know, they they knew that the that the viewership sort of, they got it, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, I got that, I got that. No, Let's no, no, how can you shorten that song? <laughs> it's like the greatest. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, I'll tell you something funny, though. We actually recorded a full-length version of it. When I say full-length, meaning a record-length version of that it? song. I'm telling it? you, it was like three and a half minutes long, and the writers wrote verses that weren't in the thing, and we recorded it. And it, they, there was some crazy... I don't even remember what happened, but it was never released. It never got to be released, and it, and it should have been. Obviously, it would have been a, a big, a big song. I guess in those in those days, it was like the Great American Hero. That's what they had done with songs like that, oh, you know, yes. or you know, you know, that those kinds of things where they would kind of take the one minutes and expand it to four or three. Yeah, that that but, stuff was but, right right in all three of our wheelhouse. That's the second greatest theme song of any <laughs> oh, TV show. It is. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> Now, did uh, did the Perfect Strangers team ever hit the charts? Did it ever make it on the top one hundred or anything like that? On the, as a record, you mean? Yeah. No, it's the thing is, it was never released. Oh, okay. It was never released. It uh, was it was written and recorded and never released. Now, <laughs> but, do, do they yeah. somehow prohibit you from releasing yourself, or is it just something that you were not? Uh, 
privy to the process? Or yeah, whose palms do I need to grease? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, you mean to get a copy of that? You yes, mean? sir. Or to Ooh, baby, I'd like a copy of it too. I, I have no idea. Did you record it? Would be. I tell you, huh? if, did you sing the recorded version? Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, uh, that might didn't... get me back to FM radio if uh, they would release something like that. You mean now or, or later? Or then? Heck yes, now, absolutely. I but, guess you know, it's your curiosity. Who everything knows? old is new again. I mean, it's we're uh, <laughs> we're we're a little bit late for our uh, our recycle of the uh, late seventies, early eighties here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, was, you know, we we just went through that that seventies phase a few years ago, which was hey, right. guess what, everybody? It was uh, it was awful the second time around too. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I quite agree. I quite agree. You know, especially you know, I think I was musically a lot of the seven. I mean, a lot of my big hits were in the seventies, so I yeah. maybe shouldn't say this, but well, <laughs> there was a lot of the a lot of those records. I mean, I've always, for me, just personally, I've always loved the uh, the band thing. You know, my, yeah. the Beatles. You know how the British thing and the, and the band thing and Kinks and all that—that that was what I would listen to, and and that and the seventies sort of had a, so much of that gooey pop thing. That is so on. great, I've, which I've... you know, which I was a part of. I mean, writing all those things for Manilow, uh, and not saying they were gooey, but they were definitely you know more of that legit song thing, which which I also loved. But I also but I would. I always uh, preferred the band stuff. Yeah. I, I, I am a Manilow fan, just just to be said. I really am. Yeah, I, I've yeah. always wondered uh, how one island produces uh, half of the world's great music. <laughs> I just did uh, that. You know, Brit Britpop still today is kind of where it's at. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, it gives you an idea. I I I like pretty much everything this side of country and western. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I cherry pick for most genres, but uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do the Brits do it? I um, I, I wish I knew. Uh, D- David, so so what's on your iPod right now? What are you digging? What are you listening to these days? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm writing so much, and uh, frankly, I don't listen to a lot, a lot of music mm-hmm. um, outside of my day because I'm. Listening and singing music all day. Wow, okay. um, That's weird. I have a nine-year-old son. Uh, my wife and I have a little boy, and so I listen to. So he's got Disney Channel and Nick on. <laughs> I'm listening to, you know, a lot of the pop records. Um, you know, Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez and all that, mm-hmm. and 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 noticing, and, re- and really liking those songs. I mean, they're really good you know, good pop songs written by good pop writers. And I know a lot of those guys. Some of them are guys that, you know, I've grown up with that are now writing those things, and they know how to do it, you know. And so, uh, so kind of, kind of uh, second-handedly, I'm listening to a lot of that material and really enjoying it. I think it's well-written stuff. Yeah, there's, uh, man, there's some stuff on uh, Nickelodeon. I, I, I have an eight-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son, so I'm, I'm right there with you on the, uh, the kids' channels. I, mm-hmm. I really kind of enjoy, um, uh, really enjoy uh, the Nickelodeon stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The theme song. I'm trying to remember what the, uh, the, the show is. The four guys who start the band. Um, the theme song to that. Oh, Bill, I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a dolt. Um, but the theme song of that is really pretty darn good. And, which one? And, which one of the show is? Gosh, it? I'm, I'm trying oh, it's about to, those four. Uh, it's about like the four kids who are like from Wisconsin, they get moved they out to California. Uh, it's mm. it's not a great show by any means, but the theme song oh. of that is really pretty good. Oh, interesting! Yeah. I don't I don't know that one. But I, and I have to ask you something: Is iCarly yeah. awesome or what? I love iCarly. I do too, man. I do too. And Sam is like the funniest character. Oh my on gosh! Room. Well, I'm the only one here that doesn't. And Spencer, doesn't appreciate I mean, Sam and Spencer make it. That show is so well written; it's amazing. Because uh, it, it is actually, yeah. I'll, I'll watch the Disney Channel and think to myself, you know, I would just about rather poke my eyeballs out than watch another Disney Channel show. But I'll go over to Nickelodeon, and it's like, hey, yeah, sure, you know, watch uh, watch the iCarly marathon. Uh, you know, I think, uh, hey, hey, Zoe, I think there's a new iCarly movie on. Let's watch it together. <laughs> and that's your it's daughter, like, well, Zoe. daughter time. Yes. How funny! <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a very interesting phenomenon. It really is because it's not. It's become so much. It's become its own universe. It's kind of like what you're saying. It's, you know, it's become, you know, it's it's it. They're they're breeding the stars. It's like the old studio system. They're breeding the stars. They're creating songs for them they're giving them record deals they're putting them in movies they've got all the the venues for them to be stars and they control everything and it's fascinating 
it's and, and it worked. It's working. You know, it's it's very interesting. It seems a little less evil um, at Nickelodeon, does it? Or maybe okay, evil's a bad word. Um, but um, Disney just seems like such a factory, um, which well, you know, is, is not necessarily a bad thing. But you know, that, that's no, my impression. Yeah, you're, you're. I mean, yeah, it's it's what it is. You know, it's, it's it's what it is. They've always done that. I mean, Disney's always been like that, even when Walt was around. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but not to the degree, not to the degree. And it's. I mean, to have an empire is is, is cool. I think it's. I think it's interesting. And I and they they manage it well, and they develop their stars, and they. It's fascinating to watch. I just really, I'm enjoying watching it happen. You know, and it's and it's an, it's. I wouldn't say it's new. It's not new, but it's it's the power shifting. You know, so it's not like so much Warner Brothers Records. It's like the Disney Empire or the Nickelodeon Empire. You know, it's fascinating. Um, David, kind of going back to the crafting of variety music and stuff. You've done so. You've done some theme songs for other TV shows. Yeah. What's the process like? Like, when did they bring you into the process? How are you introduced to the storyline? Are you even? Do you even know about the storyline, or they just do they just kind of tell you, "Hey, we want something poppy"? I mean, yeah. what's the process? Take take us through an example of of one that that you know, the the production from kind of start to finish for doing a TV hmm. theme, if there is. Yeah, one. interesting. Well, to to do a TV theme like a movie theme, you have to you have to know all about it, and basically, the the art of it is to say something, not so much in TV, but more in movies, but it's, it's the same principle with TV, to say something about it that's conceptually the big, the big concept that's not, it can't be on the nose and it can't be, you know, it, and it also shouldn't repeat or be redundant to what, is, or what the show's already saying, uh, or what the scene is saying, I mean, that's m- mostly in a movie. But, so with TV, you've got, you've got this concept, you've got to kind of step back and go, okay, well, what, is, what is this whole big thought, basically? Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't written a lot of TV themes. I've written more f- movie themes, and the TV stuff has been more um, my songs or my records or other people's records of my songs that they put into the show. So, okay. it's usually, so it's often that the producers will see a, a scene and go, oh, that song would be nice over that scene, and they just license it from me. Okay. So it's a lot of, a lot of that. Um, but the more crafting for the scene is done, I've done more of that in the, for movies than for TV. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you co-wrote this song. <laughs> is that true? Oh well, no. Oh God, I hate to say this to you, but no, oh, no, not true. We'll edit that out. Then I miss. Then I miss. I'm sorry, but we do have a parting gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> then I misread something on your. Uh, on no, your, you wrote. No, you didn't. Did you, you write you a song for it. for that show? Yeah, that's right. You didn't misread it. Yeah, there was a song of mine performed on on oh, okay. that show. Yeah. Okay. I, well, that, hey, I wish I had. That I wish was I the had third. It because, yeah, that's the damn, third greatest. Oh my goodness! That's the third greatest theme song of all the time. I yeah. think you're there. <laughs> wow, that's, that's amazing. You had me going there for a minute, Brad. Uh well, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I wish I had. Boy, listen. You know, you can make a lot of money doing those things. Yeah. Those are those are those are uh, royalties royalties forever. Those things. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, we were talking about this earlier. So we we imagine you get you get a residual check every time that that. Um, Perfect Strangers theme probably plays there. You probably get get a you know so, yeah. some type of residual. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> sure. Hey, I mentioned today was my birthday. Guess what I ordered this morning on what'd you, Amazon? What? What'd you get? I ordered Perfect Strangers seasons one and two on DVD. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> yeah. What? Not Blu-ray? They Come on, man! <laughs> DVDs. It's the twentieth century. No, it was uh, those two seasons. For, it was like sixteen ninety nine. Oh, greatness! I said, you know what? I'm tired of watching them on YouTube. I want okay. to watch him on, <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, in this way, I think you just you you put a you put a shekel or two in uh, Mr. Uh, Pomeranz's yeah, pocket. I think you there. did. I think you did. I hope yeah. so. I, I hope I, so. Thank you very much. Actually, so I'll, I'll take I'll take that as my birthday present. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so thank, how thank does that work much. with the the royalties? Because you hear so many stories about people that did shows clearly before the you know the VCR DVD days, especially the DVD days. 
um, sure. where they just didn't have those things written into the contracts you know, because yeah. there you know you might have residuals for uh, syndication but there right. was you know they nobody ever knew that 20 years down the road you're going to be able to release television box sets so That's very true were you did you, you know, did your agent have enough foresight or were you lucky enough or was the studio kind enough or, or, you know, do you get uh, royalties off of uh, DVD sales and the like? You know, that's a very good question. I think I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've got to tell you, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, as the years go on, I mean, with, with a project like Perfect Strangers, there's, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't grow. It just, it diminishes right. in terms of royalty. And, um, not having written the song, but only having sung it, the royalty is, you know, it's what it is. But okay. I, I, you know, I think I think so, I think so. And and yes, you're right. The the lay of that land has changed a lot, a lot, lot. Uh, How much do you make it? Pardon? That was just an inside joke <laughs> for our listeners. I didn't mean to interrupt which, you. Which was what? Tell me, tell me. Oh, here, let me play this clip again. How uh, much do you make a year? Ah, uh, is, is that the Mickey Blue Eyes? No, it's uh, have you, <laughs> very close. Have, have you ever heard of a, a cartoon on Cartoon? Uh, it's on Adult Swim on Cartoon Network called the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's it's my favorite animated show of all time. And really, uh, yeah, that guy, yeah. his name is Carl. He's uh-huh. a Giants fan. He's from New York, <laughs> or he lives in Jersey. He, he lives on the South Jersey Shore. How much do you make oh. a year? And uh, I just oh, I have oh, a, I have a lot of his drops on the show. <laughs> Carl doesn't have a Carl doesn't have a a, a filter, so <laughs> right. he is pretty much he doesn't have an internal monologue. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, yes. he's about as crass as as it gets. But that's why you love him. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, he'll well, ask questions. Hot, man. Yeah. He'll ask how much you make a this year. This is my right? favorite He'll one. Ask. Yeah, he, Your wife's pretty hot, man. Yeah, he tells he tells my wife that quite a bit. It's, uh, it's an interesting. I didn't mean to, to interrupt. I was just trying to be funny. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Well, hey, can I uh, can I quiz you on your resume? Yeah, yeah, quiz away. Uh, in the <laughs> section entitled "David Songs Recorded and Performed by," yeah, I'm going to say an artist's name, and you tell me what song they did of yours. Uh oh, okay. Ooh, Kenny Loggins. Uh, it's in every one of us. All right. John wow. Denver? It's in every one of us also. <laughs> really? <laughs> Kenny yeah. Rogers? Uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 it, or, uh, Somebody Took My Love. It was a song I wrote with Richard Marks. No kidding. It was, know, yeah. was he a young buck back then? Or, or what, what year <laughs> did you write that roughly? Oh, well, had to have been 87 or something. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was uh, yeah. semi re- uh, more recent than your... Your uh, your your uh, 1970s uh, work then. I'm going to pull the curtain oh, back yeah, a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, I used to listen to Richard Marks in college when I was depressed. Oh, oh dear. I <laughs> seem to remember that is pulling I the curtain back. Think sir. I liked him, but I never bought anything. Whatever, whatever buy. his commercial successes were, I, I listened to. Like uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. He was, he's great. Richard is uh, is one of those. He's a great, great, talented guy. I mean, I I know him very, very well, and he's very. Very talented, scary talented guy, and he oh, came cool. from Chicago, and he was his father was in the jingle business. Who's one of the the major jingle <laughs> really? guys in yeah in Chicago, and Richard sort of sat at the hem of his garment. His father was a great record producer. I mean, I should say a jingle producer, and so Richard, um, you know, learned that thing, and then he he'd he'd sing all the background vocals and da 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 da. And so I mean, Richard's not just uh, you know. Not just some guy that came along. He he really knows what he's doing. He's wow. a very good musician. Yeah. Well, I know that one thing that the two of you gentlemen uh, certainly have in common is you just have voices that are clear like a bell. It's just amazing. Uh, well, um, uh, I, I don't know if you. I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but uh, shall I assume you you watch or have watched Glee? You know, I, I've I've passed through it. Okay, and uh, I haven't I haven't seen much of it. No. The the lead uh, female in that show, yeah. I, th- I believe her name is uh, Leah Michelle, and, I, and she uh, um, and the the teacher from the show both came from uh, Broadway, I believe. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like they weren't found. You know, you know, they, you know it's not like oh, you I rolled know. up in a, a pickup truck and said, "Hey, get in the back." You know, at a Let's Home Depot parking lot or anything. For a second. Who's the Who's the actress that pl- I, again? I haven't seen it, okay. so I can't really talk about it. But who is the actress with the blonde hair? Uh, are you talking about uh, Sue Sylvester? Is a character name is Sue Sylvester? Yeah, and um, she's a teacher. Gosh, um, yeah, she's. I'll look up her name. She's been funny in 
everything she has ever everything. Done. You are so right, and yeah. so you know all about her because she's within all those Christopher Guest movies. Oh, I mean, absolutely. She's in, she's in Best in Show, and she's she's in uh, Mighty Wind, and she's just absolutely hilarious. I just You're I, right. I, I love all those. That um, uh, I think my favorite <laughs> of those uh, besides uh, Spinal Tap, which she wasn't in. Jane uh, Leach. No. Jane Leach, absolutely. Oh, yes. oh there you go. The forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, she was the yeah. store manager. Absolutely, yeah. she was. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, she and she got, was Ricky Bobby's mother. She br- oh, was she? Okay, yeah. see, I did not know that. Uh, that makes me want to go back and watch uh, Talladega Nights again. <laughs> Next one on the list is Freddie Mercury. That I'm dying to know this one. Freddie Mercury also it's in every one of us. Really? really? Yeah. You got a lot of mileage out of that song. Wow. <laughs> cool. I did. He, 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 uh, he um, did it at the Albert Hall in, in England with Cliff Richard at a big benefit. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Glenn Campbell? Uh, this song called uh, "Old Hometown." Okay. Um, am I doing? Am I doing okay? Yeah, doing <laughs> I guess great. I am. I remember these things. I mean, I don't want one more. Grover okay. Washington. No, two more. Grover Washington Jr. Uh, the Eyes of Africa. And Dennis DeYoung of Sticks. It's in every one of us. <laughs> Dang! Wow. Okay, wait. I got okay. one. Mel Brooks is on your list. Yeah. Well, I wrote a musical about Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, uh, we did an album of of the songs uh, on Warner Brothers in England, and um, Mel Brooks was kind enough to do the role of Max Sennett. He, there was there were two songs on the sh- on the record. Um, one was his own song, a song that he would sing fully, and the other one he did a part of. But so he just sang uh, he sang on that album. Well, the, yeah, so I got to work with him, huh? So this is a good segue. Let's talk about that Chaplin. Uh, that so Chaplin, Chaplin, a life in concert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, so tell us about it. Well, the show originally was called Little Tramp, and um, it it premiered in England in '92, and we made the album in '93 in England and in L.A. And it had uh, Mel Brooks, Richard Harris, uh, Petula Clark, Tim Curry. Wow. Treat Williams, Leia Salonga. I mean, it was really an amazing project. Um, and it was a musical that I had written. I wrote music and lyrics and, and, and co-wrote the book with a guy called Stephen David Horwich. And uh, so we did that, and we did it in Connecticut. We brought it to the States, we did it in, and then we did it in St. Petersburg, Russia, uh, in the late 90s and such. And what I'm doing with it now is I've taken the show, the entire show, and I've made it into a one-man performance piece for myself and so it's now oh, wow. called charlie chaplin a life in concert and it's basically me at a piano uh playing 25 characters uh and and singing the entire score and telling the story of chaplin huh. so that's what it is and we've been doing at performing arts centers uh, over the last year or so and it's been so much fun oh, your uh, your website uh says that it's booking now for the two th- 2010 season um, yes, so, yes. do you travel with this, or uh, or where is this? You know, where can people uh, uh, view this? Yeah, well, uh, I do travel with it. Um, there, the, the the season that's coming up is is more in 2011. Okay. Uh, there's one uh, January 2011 is basically when it starts, and we're starting in in Florida in the, in Clearwater, Florida at the. Um, what do you call it? At the Ruth Eckert Hall, and then um, and just traveling. So we have agents that are in charge of booking this thing, and so it looks like they're going to book through uh, 2011. Uh, yeah, I go with it. I go. It's myself and and uh, an audiovisual guy who kind of road manages the thing, and we go and we uh, we put up a screen, and they give us they give us an audience and uh, and a piano, and uh, we have. The sound, the sound, and and audio audio cues as well. Okay. Because I get away from the piano and I, I, you know, act with imaginary people and I sing duets with myself and it's all kind of fun. So, so it's a bit technical, but uh, it's just the two of us that go on the road and it's it's wow. so much fun. So we've, much uh, fun. We've got an amazing new theater here in uh, in Dallas called the Windspear, uh, the Opera hmm. House. And um, oh. so uh, uh, we've had acts like, uh, you know, clearly they've had operas and, and, or, and uh, uh, concerts there. Um, it's not the only uh, good concert hall, too. You've also got Bass Hall over in Fort Worth. Um, and uh, mm. um, there's a McFarlane. Is that it? What am I thinking? McFarlane Auditorium, uh, also uh, in Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, uh, 
please ask your agents to uh, to book yeah, you for on. a show in uh, North Texas. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the uh, uh, the Windspear is supposed to be uh, pretty amazing. Um, I've 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 heard uh, I've heard scores of people just just rave about it. Um, it's Windspear or Spear? Windspear. Yeah. Spear. Okay. Now don't uh, don't be confused. There is also the Windstar Casino about an hour <laughs> north of yeah. here, right oh, across God. the border uh, into Oklahoma. And you'd be surprised that the, the acts that play at this this Windstar are amazing. Uh, it, it also, uh, you know, you you would also uh, uh, they they get acts uh, they get real acts up there. Um, you'll mm-hmm. see uh, uh, you'll see your Toby Keiths and guys like that, but you'll also see. Uh, your your Kenny Rogerses and, and, and types like that will uh, will show nice. up at the Windstar. Nice, nice. Not to be confused with the Wind Car, which is a uh, <laughs> right. It's a, it's a car wash. Although, okay, <laughs> I just uh, it's the In and Out Burger of car washes. What am I hearing in the background? Yeah, what is I, that? I just downloaded Dennis DeYoung's Dennis DeYoung. Yeah, let's listen. Let's crank this up a little bit. I love yeah. Dennis DeYoung's voice. Another guy that has yeah, a voice too. like a bell. He's really good. Yeah, my, my point with Glee was that this Leah Michelle. Every time I see her, that's all I can think of is just how clear her voice is. And that's hey, just let's listen, to, let's listen to David. All right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it would. I would love to hear. Uh, if you actually came to Dallas, I would go because probably I know a lot of your stuff without knowing that I know it. Oh, you know what I mean. Me. Oh, there's no doubt. The, the three of us would, yeah, we would be there on the front row, and uh, we would hope, like, heck, we get backstage passes or something like that. Okay. We'll have catering. Nice. We'll bring the pizza. <laughs> David, so I'm, I'm looking at your, um, you know, at your discography, and you have a lot of, I mean, you have, you have an album going back all the way to 71. Let me ask you this. Someone wants to get into your music. What album would you suggest to them? They like. Wow. Um, they like. What's your favorite album out of everything you've released up, up to this day? That's funny. Uh, th- my favorite album. You'll think I'm nuts, but it's, it's actually a Christmas album I recorded, and it's uh, it's on Universal, and you can get it on on um, Amazon and uh, you know up there. Uh, it's called The Eyes of Christmas. Oh, I love yeah. that album. It's, oh. it's my one of my favorite albums. I mean, in terms of the the most known stuff. Uh, I guess the Arista one that I did, it was, it was called It's in Every One of Us. And that's the one where uh, I did my versions of trying to get the feeling again and If You Walked Away and some of those other things. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, that, I like that one. That was 75. Uh, yeah, where I'm looking at it right now. Back then. It's, it's in Every One of Us. And it seems like you can at least get the single It's in Every One of Us. You can buy that one right off the bat. Is that, is that album oh, still issued out? Uh, the Arista album? Yeah. I think it's, well, it certainly was, it was re- released two years ago in Japan, uh, uh, digitally remastered, so okay. it exists. Um, I'm going to check And, uh, and you can get it for, you know, it's one of those imports you can get for like $9,000 or something. <laughs> you know? at, one of those things. I'm looking at iTunes right now. It looks like we can get uh, Born For You, His Best and More, yeah. uh, On This Day, The Eyes of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like those are the only three that are actually released on iTunes. Yeah. And you know what else upsets me is that Perfect Strangers theme song is not on anybody's karaoke <laughs> list. Oh, that's not a good one. Oh, okay. That is amazing. Yeah, that's just yeah, the other night we did karaoke for for Bill's wife, and uh, I I got to sing the the Jefferson's theme because I love that theme. It was nice because um, Perfect Strangers wasn't available. Perfect Strangers wasn't. Yeah, on, yeah. I had to do some Sinatra because uh, Love Shack. Uh, the guy broke the disc to Love Shack. <laughs> about ready to walk out. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's about the only song I can actually sing. So well, Sinatra. Sinatra did cut Love Shack. I remember that. I mean, but he, oh my god, it wasn't well known. But wow, <laughs> Love Shack, baby. Oh, I cannot tell you what I'd give for a Sinatra version of Love Shack. But yeah, when I uh. uh I sang in uh, church choirs and stuff when I was a kid, but I had this unfortunate malady. I hit puberty, and my vocal range shrank to about three notes. So, <laughs> yes. I, just, I don't know. I've heard you sing Lady in the Tramp. It's not bad. Oh, uh, well, I mean, again, you know, Sinatra requires It's no David, Mr. Notes, David Pomeranz, so. but it's, it's not a, bad. The thing about Sinatra is that you can get by on attitude. You know, as long as you've got yeah. – you're swilling uh, some kind of cocktail, you know, <laughs> and you just you have the right, you know, you have the right look in your eye. Uh, right. you, you can you can fake your way through a Sinatra tune. Hey, David, yeah, I just I, I just looked up 
on Amazon, and sure enough, the import is available for forty dollars. Wow! There you go. Yeah, so so uh, so it is out there. Just FYI, that's cool. The marketplace well, that's good to know. speaks. That's good to know. <laughs> well, I have a, I have a new one now that you've asked. Really? Oh. You, did, you did ask. <laughs> uh, this is it's called a personal touch, and um, it's just come out, and it's it's some of the older material, but some of the but a lot of new material re-recorded. Yeah, I'm wow. looking at it right now. You got uh, on this day, mm-hmm. uh, personal touch, okay. old old hometown. That was the one that Glenn Campbell did, right? Right, right. Um, Born for you. If you walked away, the old songs. That's uh, the old songs. That's uh, Barry Manilow, isn't it? I wrote that for Manilow. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, okay. it was a guy. I wrote it with a guy called Buddy K. The two of us wrote it together. Oh yeah, just some just some good tunes on here. Now, are you? I know that a lot of what you have done, uh, uh, according to your. Um, uh, your resume seems that uh, you've done a lot of uh, uh, work as a lyricist, um, uh, but you, you know, you've also done a lot of work, uh, clearly, as a composer also, but is yeah. there one process you appreciate more than the other? Do you just, is it two sides of the same coin? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I find composing music infinitely easier, uh, and, you know, and I, and so I can I my my volume of production is is always greater when I'm the, just the composer. I can really crank it out. You know? Wow! I, I, because of lyrics, I'm really you know you really have to be. It has to be right, you know. I'm really right. That's interesting. That, that's the opposite uh, answer that I expected. And and right? this is I'm I'm someone who I could consider myself a frustrated composer. I've always thought it would be great to. You know, be able to write songs. Um, I, I would just, I would like to be a writer, um, but I don't know oh. if I have enough imagination to pull that off. And so mm-hmm. I've always wondered, you know, with some people, it seems like it's clearly inspiration. Uh, you talk about, uh, I think Tom Petty says he wakes up from a dream and he'll have the melody in his head and he'll just write it down and boom, sure. there you go. There's a song five yeah. minutes later. And Absolutely. you know, for some people, it's clearly. I mean, you can tell by the way the sound, uh, the way the song sounds. Um, and sometimes just by uh, flat-out interviews, that it, it's a literal process and it's hard work. And uh, yeah. where, where do you fall in there? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's well, it, when it's when it's coming, it's coming, and when it's when it's hard, it's hard. Okay. Uh, um, so no clearly, was meant there, but yeah. So clearly, yeah. you do you do get inspiration and you get oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. massive shortcuts. Um, but um, have you? Have you ever had just you know a mental block trying to write a, a melody or something? Oh, absolutely. Huh. Uh, but you know um, the thing, and, and I've and I've had the epiphany sleeping. I mean, I've just like you, you're saying, um, I've I've had that both ways, and I keep a I keep a handheld little tape recorder where you know wherever I go, right near near me whenever I sleep or wherever I am. Do you ever wake that, up that like happens. at two in the morning and start singing a melody? Yeah. Oh yeah, just oh, cool. I'll just start dreaming it. And then I'll just start, then your there wa- it'll be. Your wife elbows you. Shut up! It's two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yes, please. Hello, you kids today. Gosh, shut up down there. <laughs> I have a... You know, so uh, and, and but when it's when it's rough, um, my policies when I that basically hang in there, and um, and I found that if I don't leave the piano or the guitar or whatever I'm doing, if 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 my mission is to write a song, if it's a, like an assignment, or or even a, a self-assignment, you know, I say, okay, I'm writing a song today. That's it. Uh, and it's not coming. I'm not saying I chain myself to the ch- literal chair, but I can get up and walk around. But I don't leave it behind because I know that if I if I hang with it, it something will emerge. If I just stay there, I know um, Bert Backrack used to talk about that because he was. He would say, you know, he'd go to the piano and and just write crap for two, three hours, if you can <laughs> believe that. And then, but knowing that it was going to come, and there it would be, you know. And what's it all about, Alfie? I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how that was written, but you know that he he just trusted his own talent and trusted that it would be there. It's, it's but he has like to a, be willing to hang out with it. Pardon? Yeah, I, I was going to say it's just a journey, and you just kind of, kind of plow through and get what's not it out of the way. Thank you. That's right. That's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I also find that I have a mental block, especially lyrically, if I don't know what I'm saying or trying to say. Okay. And so sometimes I'll just write it out longhand. Like, oh, okay, forget the rhymes and forget the verses. What am I saying? Interesting. What's this about? And who's this character? And what am I, what's my viewpoint? And, and then sure enough, it's, at some point I start writing, just free flow writing about it 
it'll unlock it. I go, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you yeah. view yourself as like a storyteller? I mean, some, some people just write songs. Sometimes? Some people consider themselves storytellers. Yeah, well, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's just a little, a little emotional snapshot. You know, it's just a three-and-a-half-minute, this is what I feel. Um, but uh, I think any good song, like a good, like a good book, uh, there's some inkling of a backstory. You know, you kind of, the good ones, you know, you kind of know where the, you kind of get a feeling of who the person is, and a little, maybe even start to uh, uh, invent a little bit about their past, even though the song has nothing to do with it. You know what I'm trying to say, it's... it's the the good ones uh, have character in them, and it's not just a bunch of words going spit spit spit. It's like, you know, the guy's come from someplace. He's sitting somewhere. He's talking to someone or not. Is, is he alone? Is it nighttime? Is it daytime? And and it informs the feeling of the song, and whether it's said in the song or not, you can sort of pick it up. And that's what the good writers do. I had a, a specific question about a specific wrong, uh, song you wrote with a specific actor, apparently. Oh, yeah? What is it like to co-write a Seagal? song? Yeah, with Steven Seagal. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah Fire Down Below. Rich, really? Richie Sambora performed it. Okay. We've okay. written several, yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you something about him. He's an interesting guy because he's, yeah. uh, he's actually, no, I'm serious. He's He's really actually... A good musician. He, he's a, and he's quite a good lyric writer. I was, I was, I really didn't know what to expect. Wow. And, um, yeah, he plays guitar, and he plays, he plays well, and he writes well. And you know, we sort of help each other fashion thought, the thoughts into a form. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, if you listen to that song a long way around, um, it, it's good. And he wrote a lot of the lyrics. Wow. Yeah, so that, that, that's, a lot of that's just I wouldn't expect that from Steven Seagal. I mean, you think action figure, yeah, action guy, yeah. And, you know, he's just an he just comes across as a very intense individual, someone you wouldn't think that would have a, a musical side to them. Well, he's a very thoughtful guy. I mean, he's a Buddhist and he's you know he's a very spiritual, religious guy, and so he's got this other quiet side, which I think is why his his acting is so intense because he's he, he kind of come from that place. He's like being there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. He's not just he's not just flying his hands around and knocking things down. You can just tell, you know, that he's he's coming from somewhere, you know, and it's a very rooted place. You know, and he's that way when he writes. I, I enjoyed writing with him, and I and I like him. He's and, a good guy. Well, of course, he's a, a he's a big into aikido, um, which is probably where a lot of his center comes from so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, Aikido is uh, one of the martial arts that is, it's defensive in nature in, right. in, in its, to- in its you know, in total. Um, it is not an aggressive martial art. Um, the whole point of Aikido is to uh, redirect the energy that someone is trying to use against you. And right. so that's why when you see them, you know, you see them rushing him in a bar he takes a half step to his left as a little sweep with his hand, and you got three guys right. in the ground. Yeah, exactly. and, and, and I think Seagal, you know, probably for the movies, uh, he probably does get a little more aggressive because I don't think people in Aikido bend people's elbows ninety degrees in the wrong direction too terribly <laughs> no, no. often. But have, you know, no, we'll, we'll, I, I, we'll give you that creative license. Have you I seen guess. that new TV show he's got? I think it's called Lawman. I want. Oh, to yeah. it's, it's a reality show, right? Yeah. Exactly. Is it called I Lawman? I have not seen it. I have not seen it. What, well, what, what does he do? And what's amazing is he's been doing that for years now. This yeah. is something they yeah. just started filming, but he's been doing this without the public eye on him for a long time. Uh-huh. It, I'm not sure the particulars. He's either just working with this police department or sheriff's department, mm-hmm. or he's an oh, actual yeah. deputized law enforcement officer. I think yes, he's a deputized. He's, he's, very, yeah. he's very much into law enforcement. Like, yeah. He likes it. Mm-hmm. I liked his early movies. They were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Dave, what's the what's the biggest concert you've ever performed? What's the biggest venue you've had? What's the biggest group you've ever uh, performed Ooh. in front of? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think that was uh, it. Wasn't my show. It was a um, a, a concert in on in D.C. Uh, on the Great Lawn there by the Washington Monument 
thing. You know? Oh, wow. Um, for like 25,000, 30,000 people, I guess. It was, it was a, um, an anti, anti-drug concert. And, uh, that was, Back in that the was 80s? That one wasn't wasn't the late '80s. Yeah, it was Billy Preston and, and Edgar Winter and myself and uh, Mark Isham was on it and Chick Corea was on it. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was a good. It was great. Uh, otherwise, I guess um, there's a, there's a venue in the Philippines called the Araneta Coliseum, and I, I played there not long ago, and we had about I guess sixteen thousand or something. That was my that was my show. So okay. that's uh, that's 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 a thrill. So what's it, uh, what's it like just to perform in front of a group like that? Uh, that's an interesting question. The best way to describe it, I think, is um, it's it's not it's not a whole lot different than playing a club, in that you know you're dealing with communication. I mean, that's really that's all you got. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not uh, it's not, and you have to be maybe a little more a little broader. You know, with your gestures and a little more use the stage and you know that sort of thing. But basically, you know, you can never really perform to 25,000 people. You perform to individuals. There's yeah. 25,000 different people there. You can't perform to this kind of mass of humanity that never works, and that, and that makes for a crappy show, in my estimation. So I always, I always make it a point to, uh, to really suck myself into present time and just walk out there and, commun- and, and be with them, you know, and... and uh, and exude some, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I see them there, you know, I, I, I want to do my best for them, and then, and then uh, we have a communication, and and it is as if it's just a few people out there. I mean, it's the same dynamic, and in fact, is a lot more, but it's the same dynamic. So you never do the, okay, everybody on this side, everybody on this side. <laughs> Get him, get him to uh, get him to say, okay, everybody, I sing the chorus. Yeah, yeah, I do. Sure, I do that. Absolutely, I've done cool. that. Absolutely, but but it's still in the it's in the it's in the spirit of. Uh, but you get what I'm saying. It's 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 not like because you can't you can't do too many too many specific little things, you know. So you have to be big like that, you know, and uh, you know, you know, back. You go this and use this from this part over. You sing this. You know, and, and you, you use the space. It's a big space, and you use it, and you paint with it, and it's fun. Wow. It's a lot of fun. Well, David, I, we want to thank you for that being on the so show. That is so cool. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate you taking time out to be on our little show here. Oh, uh, this is a, a real pleasure. honor for us. Oh, you have been so thank gracious you. with your time. <laughs> and thank David, you. I've enjoyed it. I, I, I knew I'd enjoy it. I heard about the, the title of it, and I went, yeah, I'm doing that. Well, cool. <laughs> It's totally, it's totally uh, crazy. I just, I love it, and and I really enjoy talking to you guys. You're very, very thoughtful and and uh, and into what you're doing. It's it's fun, and well, I'm glad, you. glad you're doing it. Yeah. Does, does it, we, does it weird, weird you out to know that every weekend or so, there's myself and my two daughters in a truck driving from one place to another, singing Perfect Strangers theme song at the top <laughs> of our lungs. It depends. It depends what you're all wearing. Uh, we're we're just, you know, dressed for a day. T-shirts and jeans, so yeah. they're fine. We're, yeah. All right, all right. I mean, if you're in like, if you're like wearing, you know, Peter Pan, Cinderella. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to go. No, we're oh, we're weird. we're in Texas. It's way too hot to wear anything made out of felt. <laughs> well, and and being in Texas, they will beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you pretty much need to have the gun rack displayed in your truck. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it doesn't weird me out. That's. I'm, I'm glad you do. That's good. Awesome. Well, well cool. Dave, Dave, thanks for being on the show. Now, we would like to ask one favor. Um, Would you mind doing a liner for us? A liner? Yeah, just uh, um, this is David, and you're listening to A Half Hour Wasted that we could put at the top of our show. Absolutely. You could say, uh, this is Mr. David Pomerantz. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like Miss Miss Peggy Lee or something? Yeah, oh my. (laughs) Miss Nina Simone. Oh, wow. You just just took a nerve. Better still. Now, wait a minute. I'm going to test your your trivia. Okay. Wait a minute. What about Mr. Ackerbilk? Ackerbilk. Mr. Wait a minute. I know this. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out, but I'm looking it up. Mr. Ackerbilk. Mr. Ackerbilk. Oh. He had one. He had one hit, and he he's a clarinet player, and he had a huge hit. And they billed him as Mr. Ackerbilk. And the name. Do you want to look it up, or do you want me to? Tell I'm you? looking up, but go ahead and tell. Oh, there he is. I see him right there. But it's you go ahead. Strangers on the shore. 
And it went do dee 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 And it was a huge hit, Mr. Acker Bill. And he uh, his trademark goatee and bowler hat. That's really? Right. Yeah. I'm looking he's got a wiki page. Look at that. Right, and it says Mr. right in front of him. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I believe it did. Me, I just jumped off it. That could have been his name for all I know. <laughs> we'll call the little boy Mr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always swear, I'm single, I don't have kids, but I always swear if I ever, if I ever a kid, I'm gonna, his first name is either going to be Doctor or Senator, so it's always, you know. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, Dr. Rincon. You know, <laughs> professor, professor would be good. Professor's a good one, too. That's awesome. Okay, um, we'll take right, a, how about I, I count you down, and then oh, yeah. you, can, you can say the liner, and then, uh, and then we'll say bye. Right? Okay. In three, two, one. Well, hi there. This is David Pomerantz, and you are listening to Half Hour Wasted, and I'm happy to be on it. That's awesome. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> hey, oh, it, man. It, this, is, uh, this tickles me. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure having you. I will, uh, I will email your assistant later on tonight or tomorrow and let them know when exactly when it will be on, how to get Great. to it, and all that good stuff. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but we'll have... Um, uh, we'll certainly have uh, uh, links to your fine work in our show notes. And uh, this is when's this going to post? It'll this be this Monday. This coming Monday. This, okay, oh, cool. Good. Possibly yeah, right. late Sunday night if you're if you're a night owl, but uh, Monday for sure. Well, good. Well, give, give me over the tales, and I'll uh, I'll have the guys put put it up on the website. Absolutely. As well. This right. is uh, you're going to be on uh, show 176. So uh, it's a <laughs> proud good. tradition you're helping us carry on, and it's appreciated. All right, my friend. Take care. Take care, David. Thank Bye. you, David. Thank you, David. Right. Appreciate Thank you. you well. Bye-bye. You're welcome. All right. Good night. Now, I, I have to say, my favorite part of the interview was when Bill went on a tangent and started explaining Aikido to him. I, yeah. You just I, explained. He people, didn't ask. You just explained what Aikido people, was. No, no. I wasn't explaining <laughs> it to him. I was explaining it to the people in the audience. It never came up. You just took it upon yourself. Let me tell it, you it what was, Aikido It was background. It was context to the mindset of uh, Steven Seagal. Heaven forbid we ever, get, we ever get God on the show because I could see hey, you going to Hey, God, you know, there's this I don't know show about God, called but The Professor is a brown belt. I know belt. about that show. Yeah, I'm the, God. The I created everything. A, the Professor is a brown belt in Aikido. Uh, so, uh, okay. you know, so there's, there's my connection to it. Okay. Besides, well, that was besides the fact I just like to be a know-it-all. <laughs> How's that? Well, huh? That was awesome. I'm, that was I'm thrilled. tremendous. I'm thrilled. You know what we got to do? We got to listen to the song. <laughs> At least underneath what we're talking about fantastic so brad um how was this for a birthday gift an unintentional birthday gift that was awesome <laughs> yeah oh well this is along this... with your cake that bill made i know well i'm it's... telling you um yeah this is definitely gonna be the highlight of your birthday because the cake yeah and the presents are weak dude what you've got a taco weak. bueno card for 10 bucks taco bueno gift card that's is great awesome. and you're gonna that's get great. that lost book don't buy it the lost we will get encyclopedia it. that's awesome i thank you for that yeah heck yeah so cancel your effect cancel your order now well, Nothing's going to stand in my way. You can wait until we're done recording, I guess. Here comes best line. Standing tall on the winds of our dreams. Yeah. Rise and fall. You guys are doing good. Take it. Take it, boys. Take it. Hey, I'm going to um, look up that look up that Billy Joel Per- type in Billy Joel Perfect Strangers into YouTube. Wow. I, I am dying to know. I, I didn't get to ask this, but um, he said uh, Freddie Mercury also recorded that song, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool because uh, I just think Freddie, you know, I, I defy you to find someone more talented than, you know, Freddie Mercury and, you know, the annals of rock and roll and all that. I just, I've, I've always been a big Queen fan. So, so here it is. Right, here Tokyo 2006. There you go. So kind of describe what's going on in the video. Well, he's putting a harmonica around his neck right now. You know, the kind that straps around and angles up and you can tighten the bolts down like Frankenstein. He's sitting at a piano. No (laughs) way. Yeah. He's playing the harmonica. 30,000 screaming (laughs) Japanese. (laughs) That is awesome. Is that not crazy? Wait a so second. So what? What inspires Billy Joel? Wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Pick wait that a song. Minute. 
this mean, is it's this a fabulous is, song. But it, it seems kind of random, doesn't no, it? No, this is. Can you listen, can you hear that? I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. exact same. This is a joke video. It is. He's not even singing. He's <laughs> not even singing. <laughs> YouTube. Okay, I gotta go somebody, to it. Then. Somebody. Took, that's that's why YouTube needs to be taken down. Somebody took that theme song, laid some crowd noise on oh, so it. You and so if you watch sorry. the video every once in a while, so it'll be a YouTube. slow motion thing of, of Billy Joel singing like that. That is totally wow. So yeah, I think uh, Mr. David Pomeranz needs uh, credit for that too. You know what? Then we need to start a trend. That's why you should be able to where edit people YouTube. take that song and lay it on to like famous band like like at Woodstock or uh, or strangers. other things. There's a couple of. That'd be a this one's good. I saw this one today. A couple of guys on guitar. Okay. Twins. Man, that would be a tough song to karaoke, though. I mean, there are very few people that have voices like that. Is they doing this duet style? Yeah, they're both playing guitars. I wish I could see it. Listen, listen to this part. It's funny. <laughs> nice. That's where it's at, man. You sing the ballad, you get the ladies. Now, I see one that's, that's awesome. Paul Gibral from King of the Hill singing Perfect Strangers. Do you see that one? Oh, that? we're... What is that odd here, noise? Uh, oh, that's your computer. Never mind. It's uh, here. Type in this, Paul G O E B A L. Perfect strangers. Go. I didn't listen to that one today. I just. I was at work. I got to listen to. It. I got to play a couple videos. Paul Goble, the king of, of TV. TV. Yeah. Of MTV's Beat the Geeks, does his signature singing of the sitcom theme song. Let's listen to this. Confusing. That dude is not making it through Hell Week on American Idol, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it may be the king of TV, dude, but... Uh, Listen, Rubik's Cube... You, sir, I, I know David Pomeranz. David Pomeranz is, is an, <laughs> uh, an, a, an associate. Somebody I, I actually uh, have talked to. An acquaintance. You, sir, are no David Pomeranz. <laughs> this... This video here says Rubik's Cube to Perfect Strangers okay. theme song. Yeah, I saw that, and I didn't get it. I didn't get to watch it. All right, I'm going to solve a Rubik's Cube to the theme of Perfect Strangers. So is he twisting the Rubik's Cube to the beat of the I song or so. something? Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's just solving the cube. The point is it to probably, get it done. Probably song doing, this song is a sociological phenomenon. He's just uh, this is, do, seeing if he can do it before the song's over. I, I do have a ukulele version. Let me let me see how well this will come over. Let me turn my volume here. Let's what episode of Gilligan's Island was that on? I'm sorry. So what? How episode? do you spell ukulele? Uh, oh. He spells it U K U L E L E. Perfect strangers ukulele it. cover. Uh, here we go. That's cool. Ukuleles are great. They're like little guitars. They're right up there with All marimbas right, uh, and Hammond we'll organs. Shot at the theme song from Perfect Strangers. I can't sing, so I won't sing. I said that before, but we give it a shot. <laughs> Appreciate that honesty. Oh, hey, it's a James Blunt song. I'm not picking it up. No, it's there. It's just it's like the underscore, not the melody. Still, it's quite pleasant and very Hawaiian. Standing tall. It's interesting that he's yeah. not working the melody uh, into this ukulele version. Is he like mouthing it or no, doing sign language or anything? Rain and thunder, rain and rain and and for better days. Ah, see, he didn't even play the yeah. thing. Um, that sounds like uh, some some guy that uh, Jack Johnson said, "Nah, you're you're not good enough to go on tour with me." <laughs> I can't believe I got totally hosed by the Bill, Billy Joel thing. I, I was at Listen, work and I just played it, and I was like, "Oh, look at that!" But then some guy's building it on Rock Band. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's building it on Rock Band. Building the song? Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, you know what? It's this just the those he's got the drum. He's got the drums. He's, that's actually just the the drum. You hear the rock band crowd? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. He's building the drum line in in uh, rock band. That's funny. I don't know. I didn't get karaoke until about uh, 15 years ago, and I still don't funny. get rock band. That's funny. Well, hey, how about we uh, we wrap this up? Okay. And then we'll uh, we got to go back and do our intro. <laughs> Yeah, let's pull the curtain. <laughs> yeah, back. let's pull the yeah, curtain back. We haven't curtain. done the intro yet. We've just, so as you hear this, you don't know that there was a. Uh, the curtain is pretty much off the runners right now yeah. because Frank has just been yanking on that curtain the entire show. <laughs> Here, let me uh, bring up that close. Ready? Ah, uh, boilerplate. Thank you for listening to a half hour wasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast. It comes out every Thursday on this same feed. Visit our website, halfhourwasted.com, to check out our blogs, forum, photos, and more. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. We will play it. You can also drop us an individual email at brad, frank, or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Visit our sponsor, dcbservice.com. And remember, till next week, I'm Frank. I'm Bill. I'm Brad. Did you like that? I'd play that kind of straight there. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on Half Hour Wasted. Stop me.